You're listening to Point Two Five, written by Rob Moore and Patrick Edwards. Welcome to the Hogwarts Career Fair. Yes, I know, that's why I'm here. So, what's it to be? Pixie salesman or magical beast enthusiast? Actually, Mr. Jeffries... You mean Scorpius? Yes, Scorpius. I would like to become an investment banker. Sorry, Agamemnon. Magic banking jobs are the reserves of dwarves. You mean goblins? Yes, that's right, goblins. Look, I just want to join the muggle world. They seem to have a lot of fun there. Why don't you just magic up some magic money instead? Can I actually do that? No, not really. That would really, really magically fuck up everything at the magic monetary system, no end. Look, I just want to do something where I have a great material life, basically. Not have to wear a drab cape around a permanently dark, dangerous castle in the middle of nowhere. What about those, one of those vague bureaucratic tasks that Ron's parents do for some reason? No, I'm I'm still not convinced. I want to become an investment banker. Can't you just magic up the material possessions you want? Can I do that? Well... I guess. So you're telling me we all wear these weird magic clothes out of choice? Yes. They stink. It's magic stink. Hang on, hang on. Why are we even planning to do jobs? Can't we just lay around reading philosophy and having sex with Emma Watson in our magicked-up mansion serviced by magical slaves? No, because there's only one Emma Watson. Well, we all know that, Mr. Jeffries. But we can make some of that potion that makes everyone look like Emma Watson, right? Uh... Guess so. And most of the sixth form can magic up permanent erections. Phallus erectus. Whoops. Oop. Uh, well... All we have to do is persuade Emma Watson to stay her youthful, beautiful self with enough beautifully luscious hair to add to the potion we hand out, which, to be honest, can be discarded pubes, right? Don't you think that would be a very dehumanising experience for Emma? Not as dehumanising as the wars that could be stopped by everyone having sex with Emma Watson clones. Good point. Miss, Miss Granger, can I have a word? Mommy, I'm bored! Have you read that book you downloaded from your Kindle? I tried to read it, but I didn't instantly grab my attention, so I just deleted it. Uh, What about the violin I bought you? Go and practice. Yeah, I got bored of that too, Mommy. I wasn't very good, and I thought I could just pick it up and instantly play it. Well, I don't know, dear. Well, that's not good enough, Mommy! It's the instant generation, the instant generation. Whether it's the first pages of a book, it has to give them that hook. Or the first few seconds of the song, to trust me, they won't give it long. It's the instant generation, the instant generation. They need to know it now, and they do not care how. But if it doesn't give them instant fun Then they'll tell you that they are done It's the instant generation Thanks for coming in today. That's okay. As you know, following the announcement, uh, we are holding meetings with every employee to let them know about the changes that are going to happen here. Right. Well, the thing is, since we re-nationalised the railways, nothing has really improved. For sure, we don't take any profit for the shareholders anymore. In fact, we have successfully eliminated any corporate profit whatsoever. However, we are finding that we aren't making the same sort of efficiency savings. Right, so you're letting me go then? No, 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 Greg. Far from it. 
What we want to do is nationalise your labour. Sorry, nationalise my labour? What I have been asked to do is identify those areas where people are making too much money. But I'm barely on the living wage. Let me finish, Craig. Paying an individual a salary presents an inefficient allocation of resources. Inefficient allocation? Yes. In its tendency to be spent on beer and Mars bars, for instance, in your case, obviously. Now, in the eyes of those on the top floor, those sort of things aren't costs they are prepared to bear any longer. Well, they, they make my life less insufferable. As would a more positive attitude, Craig. No, no, no. Beer and Mars bars represent a profit. A profit that private labour command to the detriment of the exploited taxpayer. But, in their own small way, beers and Mars bars deliver Craig Smith to work on a Monday morning. I mean, if you continue this line of thinking, the very act of making a purchase bears some degree of inefficiency. Exactly right, Craig. And hence, why we are very excited to announce the arrival of a goods-based salary. A what? Instead of waiting for the private sector to improve, we have simply decided to give you clothing, food and accommodation here at the railway station. But how, how do I make any savings? By putting your spare food in the fridge, Craig. But please don't exceed your allotted shelf space. What if I want to move on? We've already got people filling senior positions, Craig. You can't just go about taking their jobs. I mean, what if I want to better myself out of the railway? Why would you want to move away from the railway in the security of a job? Because I don't want to work on a railway for the rest of my life. Don't you want a successful railway network, Craig? Not at any cost. Shame on you, Craig. Come on, princess. Eat your dinner. I can't, Daddy. I'm suddenly anorexic as all my friends are doing it. So, you know, I'll just sit here and play on my phone for a bit. Ha! <laughs> Kids these days. Anyway, Judy, I was doing the crossword and was stuck on a clue. Do you know what the line between the two numbers in a fraction are? Eight letters starts with a V. Ends with an M. Uh, no, I don't think I do. It's finna cool him, Daddy! Oh. Uh, how did you work that out? I just Googled it, Daddy, you idiot! Who needs to know stuff when there's Google? It's the instant generation. The instant generation. Never know a fact or show interest Unless it's for an exam or a test And why bother in the end When they just know that Google's their friend It's the instant generation The instant generation They'll be the first to adopt their leader's fad Even if it is completely mad And it's always society that will Inevitably pick up their bill It's the instant generation So we've all actually seen the movie, It's uh, but it's now it's time to buy the soundtrack to Public School the Musical. So you can join Zach, Olivia and Seb as they sing all of your favourites, including My Walk to School. Because money's horn, as the cyclist pours, lots of scorn, but not as much as he pours blood down to our four by four devoid of mud. Afternoon prep. So great today, so let's revise so that we may Learn convoluted conjugations, nouns in different permutations Today we learnt about a brand new tense Its subjunctive form was so intense The active blue perfect really rocks I've not had such fun since Mr. Hall touched my cock And who could forget the heartwarming spine-chilling sensation that was fagging? (laughs) 
Some spend their time in tree houses And others play with toys But the eight-year-olds here must arouse The senior schoolboys Get Daddy to buy you the soundtrack to Public School the Musical today. Oh, wow. I've no idea where to start. We could just pick one. But there's so much cheese. I have absolutely no idea. Well, yes, we are a cheese delicatessen. And if you didn't know what you wanted, then why did you come? Well, I know I like cheese. Just I've never really seen any of these cheeses before. Okay. Can I try a few? Can I try a few? What do you think this is? Well, there's a really nice cheese deli in my hometown who allow me to try a few before making my decision. I, I just don't even know where to begin with that sentence. What do you mean? Well, for a start, if you have a really nice deli in your hometown, then why are you here? I'm on holiday. Oh, well, aren't you just? What does that even mean? And secondly, do you really think I A, have the time and B, the margins to allow every supposed cheese enthusiast who comes trundling in here to talk them through all the cheese and let them try a sample of a load for them to just select a vaguely mature tasting cheddar because the others are too strong. There is something called customer service. There's also a thing called not being an overdramatic fat wench. Excuse me? Oh, well, you just pick a cheese and if not, would you just get out? Fine, fine. I have 200 grams of the Cornish Yarg and do you sell biscuits? Do we sell biscuits? We're a cheese deli. We sell cheese. Just cheese. Why on earth would you think that we'd sell biscuits? Well, I just thought... Well, you just thought you're a moron. You're right. You're, you're completely right. I don't even like cheese. I'm just here because this is what I think I should do on holiday in a market town. I mean, I've been around all the 400 antique shops and I just wanted something a bit different. You know. No, I don't. In fact, I don't think there are enough antique shops in this town. Sure. There's only one thing for it. Who's next? Sorry, one sec. I just need to add them to the pie on the corner. Last month's batch is almost ready to buy. So, Summer, you, you've been with us for six months now. We've given you six pieces of work to do, but you haven't finished any of them. Yeah, I started them, but I didn't feel that into any of them. And I didn't think they were pushing me, you know, to my fullest potential instantly. So I just gave up as I was bored. Right, and why do you think that was acceptable? Well, at my mommy and daddy's, they were always okay with it. And usually my school weren't, but daddy used to call them up and tell them what was what, so it was all fine. Oh, really? Well, you're fired. And unfortunately, even a call from your daddy won't make the slightest bit of difference. This is the real world. It's the instant generation. The instant generation. They go through the whole younger And in the end it won't turn them away It's the instant generation The instant generation And now on facts, the last in the current series of Barrage Anderson's The Making of the Modern Britain Have you ever noticed how politicians tend to repeat themselves? Brexit means Brexit. Education, education, and education. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so, so sorry. There might be a simple reason for that. 
microchips. In this, the third episode of the series, I investigate the rising use of technology in modern life and what we can do to stop it. The future of the liberal elite. At the forefront of modern politics are codes capable of predicting election outcomes using electors' voting habits, spending patterns and income profiles. They are called algorithms. And today I'm at Yale University to meet their creator. Mr. Al Gore. Forgive me for asking, but what went wrong? Why didn't anyone foresee the Brexit result? Uh, Prime Minister Cameron. Cameron was a prototype we developed uh, here in the early 2000s to continue the legacy of Clinton and Blair. The only problem was that he was programmed using a vulnerable Fukuyama finality drive. You see, listeners, what the Nobel Laureate is alluding to is alt-right, a keyboard shortcut that has since lent its name to an entire political movement. We don't know who exactly invented the virus. We can't begrudge the Russian chap his privacy after all. However, we do know... Its first public use was recorded here in April 2015, when a young CCHQ researcher accidentally fumbled at her electronic typewriter. Shit. Whilst drafting the Conservative Party manifesto. The result? A dearth of policy ideas wide enough to contain a certain EU referendum. Like a man who had finally plucked up the courage to burn their neighbour's overgrown hedgerow and shoot that dog owner who never clears up his poodle's mess, the public had voted to take back control. In reality, however, so many people wanted a share of control that we were risking becoming a bit commie and turning to shit. So in the end, we had to put a stop to that. But you get the basic idea. As I gaze over the spot where the Houses of Parliament used to stand, searching my uniform for my last cigar and lighter, I reflect on how far we've come since the day that fateful decision was made on the 23rd of June 2026. Those who were lucky enough to survive both wars, trade and thermonuclear, have rekindled an undeniable spirit, which if not the product of hallucinations brought on by radiation poisoning, must certainly be- What? What? Unhand me! No! I am not ready, please! Please! That was that the point two five, written and performed by Rob Morton, Patrick Evans, and Kate Graves. Graves.